Good morning, everybody. How y'all doing? It's really good to see everyone. It's really good to be back. Uh, had a great time uh, in Europe and um, also had a hard time leaving as <laughs> this time last week I was in a national park in just outside of Zagreb, Croatia, and there were lakes in the mountains. Like, it just, it really doesn't get any better than that. It was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Um, and also just a constant reminder of just how good God is and just how amazing just his, uh, just his wonder is when you see things like that, you know? It's, it's, it's pretty cool. So, um, hey, I want to welcome everyone today, and, and if, you're, if you're new here, I want to welcome you especially. As, as today, you're like, okay, this is a little weird. What's happening there are a lot of kids, there are a lot of noise. Um, so we do this Generation Sunday um, every fifth Sunday, so it, it happens quarterly. And it's something that we, we decided to do because we wanted to, it's, it's both for the children and for us, you know, for, for, for the children to be a part of the larger community and remind them that they are a part of the very fabric of this community and the future of this and for them to be a part of it. But also remind for us, you know, there's only a couple times there's really only a few times that Jesus got really, really stern um, with the Pharisees and the religious leaders. Um, this one time in the temple, which we're going to do a whole sermon about uh, another time. And, and when it came to children, he was like, do not block the way for the children to me. And so it's one of those things where like, not out of fear, but just out of, out of a love and a desire for God, we, we will always want to make sure that our children feel are welcome. And then often for us, um, especially if, if, if you're one that, you know, that doesn't have children, it, it can sometimes feel like an annoyance. You're like, ah, this, this isn't like our normal. And you're like, and so I, I, would, I would challenge you in these times of Generation Sunday to see what God wants to do in your heart um, when kind of you get tossed out of your comfort zone a little bit. You know what I mean? Okay, so uh, we're going we're gonna to dive into to our, to our uh, message today. We, we've been on the, in this series called Organic Faith, uh, cultivating a life with Christ that brings sustained growth. And so we've been talking a lot about how we create an environment for our faith to grow naturally. And so today we're going to be uh, kind of taking a, a different turn on that. And so if you haven't been if you haven't been here or, or if you've missed a couple, I want to encourage you to kind of get caught up after today with the sermons online because um, everything before today, like, it's really important and, and, and things we talked about are really important. Um, but today we're going to be talking about empowerment and how we are empowered in this life of faith and how we're empowered in our life in general and what that looks like for us. You know, if you spend any time in, in underdeveloped countries coming from the U.S., um, it, it, it brings a better understanding of the impact of power in our lives. I think, I think, I think, I think the, uh, the family found me is laughing right now. They're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> you know, because we take so much of it for granted, right? And you don't realize that until you spend time somewhere where, where there's no power grid, where power is just like, hey, we might have it, we may not. Because <laughs> um, we use power for everything. We use electricity for everything. And really, we really struggle when we don't have it, Right? I guarantee if your power went out, you will find a place with AC. 
it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, you will find a place that has power and has air conditioning, just like right there. I don't care. I will leave my family. We will find AC, <laughs> right? Like, we really struggle when we don't have power. I remember, um, uh, I think it was last summer, I was, I was with my family back in L.A., and I was with my sister, my, my oldest sister and my youngest brother, and uh, there was a brownout that, uh, no, it wasn't a brownout, like a transformer blew and caught fire um, in, in our area. And so the whole area just went down. And so, and so we're like in the desert part of L.A., and so it's like 107 degrees, and it's like, all right, well, we're just going to go outside, um, and we'll just wait here. There's no internet, right? And so I guess we'll talk to each other. <laughs> you know, it's just like we, we take it for granted, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's something that's, that's really interesting. So, you know, it's funny because Thomas Edison and Nikola Tesla are, are credited with bringing electricity to our modern world, but they didn't actually invent electricity, right? <laughs> like, they didn't invent power. They just learned how to harness it. They learned the properties that already exist in our world and learned how to use it to bring electricity to our, to our modern world, right? I mean, like, our actual bodies are full of electricity. Like, electricity exists long before they came along. And then you have things like natural power, right? I mean, you can't help but, like, look at the world around us and see kind of this, the natural power and the natural energy that exists in the world that God created. And, he, and God created it and gave us a means to understand it and to use it through science and the community around us, you know, to, to harness it. And like, you know, and current, like, like, like the current that runs through this microphone right now and into that soundboard, and that, so to amplify my voice, is similar to, you know, like the current that's created with, 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 a, with, with wind, right? Or, or with the ocean. Like, I mean, if there's anything I've learned, it's just the power of, of, of the water, right? I mean, these powerful currents that just can really redirect, um, like, tremendous things that we have absolutely no control over, right? There's one thing we don't have control over is the current of the ocean, <laughs> right? And so God created not only uh, human beings, but, but, but a world that exists with power. And so it's not too far of a jump to imagine that he would give us a means of accessing his power, which maybe exists outside of our natural confines, right? Does that make sense? Like, we have our natural understanding of power, and we understand maybe like a little bit of it. So it's not too far of a jump to say, hey, maybe there's a power that exists beyond that that we can have access to and that God wants for us. And so we've been talking a lot the last month about creating the right environments for our faith to grow naturally and, and how we do that. And there's more to talk about there, but I, what I want to go into today looks at our faith and how its natural development exists beyond that which we can control. Now, I, I kind of want to go deeper into it, but my time is limited because it is, it is Generation Sunday, and you got about 15 minutes with kids before the, the meltdown happens, so I'm going to go as quick as possible. And then as you're like, hey, I want to unpack this a little bit more, 
You can check out one of our VCs. They're going to be impacting us a little bit more, or we, you and I can grab coffee. We're going to talk about it. But this thing is amazing, right? This little smartphone box right here is amazing. I remember when a smartphone first came out, I'm like, hold up. I can check my email on my phone? Like, drop the mic, everything has changed, <laughs> right? And that was over 10 years ago. Now, I mean, I, I, got, I got a camera that rivals, <laughs> you know, cameras that cost 10 times as much. I got a mapping system that's impaired me so much that I have to, like, relearn how to look at a map because it just, like, it just tells me where to go, right? And, like, so this thing is powerful, and so much goes into creating it. But guess what? What happens if I forget to charge it? It's useless. Barely a brick. Barely a paperweight, right? It's just like, oh, well, what am I going to do with this now, <laughs> right? It can't actually do anything for me. That's, that's true, Trinity. I can charge it. <laughs> and that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> in the same way, our faith is not developed, nor is it sustained simply by the amount of work that we put into it. Y'all with me so far? But by connecting to our source of power that is greater than ourselves, like the charger that Trinity is talking about. So have you ever tried something with all of your will and your strength and your might and your heart and you just couldn't do it? Have you ever experienced that? You tried everything, but nothing works. Have you experienced that with maybe a particular vice in your life? Or have you experienced that in your spiritual life where you just feel like you've gotten stuck and you can just like, you can't go any further? Everything we've talked about to this point is critical to our growth and development and transformation, but it is incomplete and it cannot be sustained without the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's the difference here, right? Like, because we can, we can do all the work internally. We can look at our wounds. We can, we can look at the areas and look at our behavior and do all these things. But the difference is that we're limited. We're finite, and we need something that exists outside of us, the very power of God to, to inject us so that we can move forward. The Spirit is the only one who can take us to the depths and the life that we're looking for. The Spirit is that source of power, that raw power, that changes the currents in our lives and in the lives of others. So, I want to talk more about who he is, but like I said, I, we can't right now, so I'm just going to say this. Our understanding of the Holy Spirit is limited, okay? Now, this is the thing. As, as we always do, we, we work really hard to have a, a, a deeper understanding of God, right? And a deeper understanding of, as we say in, in Christianity, the Trinity. But as Mark talked about a couple weeks ago, in our efforts to bring all this understanding, we like set up a, like a box, right? Okay, this is who this is, this is how this works, and nothing exists outside of that. This is the problem. God cannot be contained in a box. <laughs> he cannot be contained with our, 
with our own attempts of saying, okay, th- this is our full understanding and nothing exists outside of it. And so I want us, no matter where you are in your faith, to say, okay, I actually have some more learning and some more experiencing to do with this, with this person we're calling the Holy Spirit. Because every tradition within the, the larger church, I'm talking about the church worldwide, every tradition has their understanding of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not saying any of those are wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, hey, maybe we can break out of our traditional understandings and maybe find something deeper, find something new, find something powerful. And so I challenge you this season and and through what we've discussed in this series to discover a broader definition. So some here, you may not know who that is, this thing called the Holy Spirit, possibly even struggling with its existence and may sound maybe a little too far. But maybe you're willing to acknowledge there's a larger spiritual component to life that you're hoping to tap into. And this is what I want to show everyone today and talk to everyone about today. We are meant to be restored people and to restore the world around us. But like I said, we're limited and we can only do so much. And without engaging this spirit, this power, we will end up on empty. Burnout will be regular. We're going to keep hitting walls and keep getting stuck. So, to kind of paradox my statement right now, while while I say that our our understanding of the Holy Spirit is limited, and it is, I also want to demystify access to this power that that we're talking about. I want to do away with, like, the formulas and the procedures and all the different things we say we must do in order to reach the Spirit. And, and I want to go back to the core. Like, so what, what, what did Jesus say about it? What does God say about it? One thing Scripture teaches us is that the Spirit is a good gift. Like, it is a gift. This power is a gift. It's a gift from God. And so it's something that God desires for his children to have. And so Jesus expressed it this way in scripture. He says, why would God hold something back from my children that that is so good for them? Why would I hold something from them that for, for those that I care about so deeply? He's like, I wouldn't. And so all you have to do, talking about the Holy Spirit, is ask. So again, right, like we've we, we've, we've created these systems and these structures of accessing the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we have to, and this is for me too, like this is one of those messages like, man, I need to remember this too. Like I was thinking about this like a couple days ago, like sometimes we just have to go back and just forget about our, our systems and, and our theology and all these things and say, let me just ask. Because it's a good gift from a God who just wants the world for his people. The Holy Spirit is the source that provides intimacy with Christ. So if that's what you're lacking is intimacy, ask. The Spirit is a source of power to overcome the internal struggles we face, the rawness of love and action when we need healing and wisdom. And so we ask. But well, we ask, and, and, and later on, after Jesus talks about asking, he says, we also seek. And we seek it here in this gathering on Sundays, but it's not, this isn't the only place. This is like one of several. 
We seek it in our small groups, in our homes. We ask for it and then look with expectation. Like there's something different about like asking for something and like, okay, and then asking and waiting, right? Like if I, if, if, if I ask, if I, if I, hey, Isaac, I need you to grab this thing for me. And then I walk away. Or when I say, hey, Isaac, can you grab this thing for me? And I wait. And I know he's going to come back and I know it's going to come. Thank you. <laughs> yes. There's something about waiting and seeking and that expectation. You see, the, the, the Pharisees, the, the religious leaders, the elites of, of, of the day of, in Jesus, they had a system for people to find restoration. And then Jesus comes along, blowing up that whole system. He was forgiven sins. He was healing. He was working on the Sabbath. And they're like, you can't do that. And Jesus is like, watch me. <laughs> Are we, are we different, though? Haven't we done the same thing? Like, we create our systems. We create these things which end up maybe putting up more barriers to people. And so can we have room for the Spirit to come in and, and turn our systems upside down so that people can be restored? I think it's time we start looking on the inside within that to, to find that. To, to, to look at maybe, hey, the Holy Spirit maybe wants to come in, blow some stuff up, and restore our communities. Because our communities keep getting separated, keep getting divided. Maybe the Spirit wants to keep our communities together, to not secede. Do we have room in our lives for that to happen. Okay, so asking is the beginning, and I'm almost done, I promise. I have no idea how long I've gone, so hopefully not too long. All right, but there is another step. And so I want to quickly look at the scripture, Romans 11. I could have made that text bigger. Uh, For for him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so what we see here, this living sacrifice is the gateway of receiving this encounter, of accessing this power and seeing lives changed. And so in order to to kind of tap in, to plug into this power we're talking about, we need to be able to orient our lives as, as, as a life of sacrifice. See, often we look at this picture from, from the I perspective. You know, as I'm a living sacrifice, these are things I need to do so I can be who I, I need to be. But look at how the scripture starts. For him and through him, that should be a from, not a for, and from him are all things. And then we go to, to the rest of this, right? And so what if we just change this, like, this perspective from what I need to do to like saying, oh, wait, from, from him, through him, for him are all these things. 
And when I get to be a living sacrifice, he gets to work through me to get what he wants to get done. So the question is, what are those sacrifices? And that's something I, I kind of want to sit with, you know, because as we make the sacrifices we need to make, which in view of God's mercy is the key here, like we make those sacrifices because we've experienced God's mercy. To do it otherwise is completely legalistic. We make sacrifices because we've experienced the mercy of God. And so maybe for some, hey, that's a good place to start. I need to experience the mercy of God. Because all I've experienced is judgment and shame. No, in light of the mercy of God, I can make these sacrifices. In the light of making those sacrifices, I can experience this power that changes everything. So can we take those next steps to see something new, or are we content with our boxes of comfort and control to remain safe? What if this spiritual power, the essence of Christ himself, was operating through us as we made the sacrifices we need to make? Like, what could happen? What could happen? All right, let's look at a couple practical tips. All right, take some time this week to determine where you are feeling powerless. This is something that we all experience. Everyone experiences in some way or another a place of powerlessness. And so I want you to discover that. This could be in your personal faith, an internal struggle, a sense of despair. Like a child to her loving parent, ask God for the Spirit to empower you. That's what he says, just ask. But sometimes before we ask, we got to recognize where we're lacking power. All right, number two. What sacrifices do you need to make right now? Start looking at areas where you need to make a sacrifice, and as you do, start looking for God's movement through you and how he shapes things around you for his glory. Like, the sacrifice isn't for the sake of the sacrifice, right? There's an end to it. And so often we talk about sacrifice for sacrifice's sake. It's like, no, if I'm going to give something up right now, like, I can see the Holy Spirit move when I'm actually looking for it, right? And so, so give that a shot and just see what happens. And, and, and I think that as you do that, you're going to have a, a, a new kind of relationship with God that's really going really gonna, to uh, change some things. Okay. Let's, let's stand. We're going to enter in communion right now. And we've talked a lot about what communion is, and, 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 but, but, but it, it's more than serving a purpose, right? It's more than a memorial, but an encounter with the very face of God. He gave us this, this sacrament, not just as a celebration, but as a place to meet him every opportunity we get. And so wherever you are lacking power, wherever you are feeling stuck, wherever you are like, I need the Spirit of God, as we take communion, come to the table and ask. And let's just go from there.
So we do communion very simply here at the vineyard. There's a station under each projector. There's a gluten-free station if you have an allergy in the back. And we're going to spend the next couple of songs worshiping, but our worship is, is designed to facilitate this time of communion to engage with God. And wherever you are, if, if you are just having this, this, this compelling, if you're like, I'm not sure where I am in my faith, but I have this compelling, I want to meet God at this table, you are welcome to come. And so let's worship. <laughs>